2: Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. Welcome back to another very special edition of Messi & Co. I am your host, Austin Roblard, and with me today on the English side is the one and only IMCF Traveler, otherwise known as Morgan. Morgan? Thanks for... Trav? Morgan? I, I always go back and forth. It's like <laughs> football and soccer. I go back and forth. I'm probably going to just try and stick with one. I'm still deciphering which one it's going to be. Uh, but thanks for coming on today. We've got a loaded show. Uh, a ton of stuff that just happened this week. You know, probably a good thing that we're recording a little bit later in the week with all the news coming out, the ticket releases and everything like that. And there are a ton of things to address that people need to know about um, that we're going to go ahead and cover. But first of all, how you doing and how are you taking all the news coming in?
0: Man, I'm feeling good. You know, it's nice to I'll finally get some clarity on one of the third signings and I'm really excited. You know, we're two weeks away from that messy debut, so... Oh, you know, it, it's really exciting at this point. It's really setting in.
2: Yeah. Two weeks is two weeks is crazy. Uh, as we're recording this, it's Friday, July 7th. It'll probably be out later tonight or maybe early on in the day on game day as Central miami go to take on DC United away from home ahead of the All-Star break and ahead of one more match in the MLS before League's Cup starts on the 21st. It's exciting, exciting times. And. I guess we'll just go right into the the breaking news of this week. It was Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba was officially announced. The speculation has been there from the get-go ever since Messi signed. It was talked about the trio coming, Messi, Busquets, Alba, uh, whether it be Suarez or Iniesta or somebody else, which granted are probably still on the cards at this rate. Um, No, it ended up being Alba as that marquee number three signing. And has... The MLS, you know, world's in shambles. There are so many people who are questioning, you know, how Inter Miami are doing this business, how they've got it to work, how they're doing it under with the, with the sanctions and everything like that. But needless to be said, it's it's working out in a way that they knew it was going to work out from the beginning of this season. I think that a lot of the decisions they made in the offseason going into into right now – were conscious of this is a possibility we need to prepare for and that's exactly what they did Um, but before we get into the nitty-gritty about of how all the money works and the dps and the tams and explaining all of that i just want to ask you Trav, how does the jordy alba signing fit because me and you we had internal conversations about why bring in jordy alba why? What's the point? You have Negri, you have McVeigh that can play there. You have Noah Allen coming up and through the ranks, who's now actually been converted more to a left center back, and McVeigh's completely fallen off the wagon. And Negri's out for almost for the rest of the season. So does it make more sense than ever to bring in Jordi Alba? Absolutely. But give me your thoughts on the signing.
0: I feel like if Negri didn't get injured, then I have a much larger problem with the signing. You know, if that Negri injury doesn't happen, then, you know, why? Why do we need another left back between oh, Negri, Noah Allen, Chris McVeigh that can play there? But now with Negri, who's been our starting left back all season, he's been wonderful when he's played. Without him here, now Jordy Alba makes sense. And Miami needs that starting left back on the roster. And Jordy Alba will bring that.
2: Yeah, 100%. I, I think that, you know, I, we were right to question 100% why bring in Jordi Alba when, you know, you can get another position of need. But right now with Negri out, it fills a position of I need. Mean, not only is it like a marquee signing, it fills a position of need for Inter Miami. We've seen with Javi Morales how we've had multiple different wingbacks in these five at the back formations. We're not 100% sure as to where Tata Martino is going to go uh in terms of formation. However, um, you know, given his tenure in Atlanta, where we saw some five at the back, where we saw a four, two, three, one, a three, four, one, two, there was all these different kinds of things that he's run before. Same thing with Mexico in a four-three three. It's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what he's going to do, but I think Jordi Alba and DeAndre Edlin out on the flanks, whether it's in a four at the back or a three center back formation, they give you a lot of versatility and options. And if you want to run three center backs in between both of those guys, you can do it and let them get forward. If you want them to stay back and stay, you know, conservative, they can do it. And I think that this just makes a ton of sense, um, but it doesn't make sense to a lot of other people. It doesn't make sense to the rest of the MLS fan bases who don't understand how Miami are getting these signings done. Um, and it's honestly, you know, it's because all of the moves haven't been made yet, or actually made publicly public yet, I should say. The idea that Gregory will be bought down has not been exercised according to the Michelle Kaufman article. They said it was to be expected. So that would open up a DP slot for Dolph Zarrow. I want to ask you about this, his possible move within the league. And then also, you know, Jordy Alba being a TAM signing rather than a DP signing and, and taking a huge salary cut is another way they're able to do this. Um so I don't want to go too much into the Gregory thing. He's a DP, not making too much more than a regular DP should make. So they're able to use allocation money to buy his contract hit down under the limit of $1.6 So now he's just a regular allocation money player. Boom, Miami have a DP slot. Let's just say that's where Messi goes. Now for Busquets, who's also going to be a DP, as stated by Jorge Mas. That's where Pizarro comes in. Pizarro has to leave the club. If Miami wants to bring in a second DP, unless they get rid of Campana, which is not going to happen, Pizarro is rumored to be traded within the league. Trav, what do you know about that?
0: So, Miami has two mechanisms in which they can basically rid themselves of Rodolfo Pizarro. One is a buyout, they could turn around and exercise a one time buyout to basically pay him the rest of his salary and say good riddance and have him leave the club or via a new mechanism that MLS introduced prior to the season, he could be traded within the league. Miami could retain some of his salary and it would free up the DP slot. Now it's heavily rumored and reported that Rodolfo Pizzotto will be traded to LA galaxy It makes sense. They need more midfield players. They cannot go get any players from abroad right now due to an international transfer ban. And he would look probably really good with Ricky Pig right behind him. And on top of that, it's a market that works for a Mexican player like Rodolfo Pizarro. He will be very well-recepted by the fans there. He could rival LAFC's marquee Mexican signing of Carlos Veya. And it it would be a good home, and it would open up the DP slot for Miami.
2: And just to, you know, put some, you know, backing behind this, it's been reported since that final game or his possible final game on July 4th, literally hours after he had that interview inside the locker room, that LA Galaxy was a trade partner. And they are the only team name that has come up within MLS as a trade partner as of right now. Uh, and Michelle Kaufman, again, who's done a fantastic job covering this team uh, in the last couple of weeks with all the craziness going on. She's been like the stable maker of everything right now. Um, she's gone ahead and, and, and said LA Galaxy themselves are the rumored trade partner with Inter Miami for Rodolfo Pizarro. So we're not just throwing that out there. It's not just only been reported by Michelle. It's been reported by other outlets as well. As well and I'm, I'm pretty sure you can correct me if I'm wrong. Inter Miami podcast has gone ahead and done the same that a trade is getting ready to be finalized. So there's a lot of backing behind this. And I think that it does make the most sense. I don't know if they'll go ahead and exercise a buyout. We saw that with Matthias Pellegrini uh, back in 2020. However, it could be possible. I just don't think it will because his contract is so much higher than what Pellegrini's was for Jorge Mas to dish out, you know, the remaining part of his salary, which is probably upwards of $2 million might be a little bit pricey to buy them out if you can find a trade partner. Now, for me, LA Galaxy is not going to be returning a whole lot to Inter-Miami. I'm sure Chris Henderson is trying to work out a deal where he can gain some allocation money. But even then, to get it from LA Galaxy is going to be tough because this is a huge salary dump for Inter-Miami. Granted, they will be paying some of it, but it's more than just a salary dump. It's also freeing up a DP slot to bring in Busquets. So one way or another... The deal has to get done. No matter what, the deal has to get done because they are going to bring in Sergio Busquets. The third possibility is by buying down Leonardo Campana. And there are many problems with this. One, if you buy down Leonardo Campana, you not only lose the, hey, Leo, you are our DP. We believe you need to be our striker for the future, yada, yada, yada. You also lose the possibility of gaining... Three U22 initiative players under the young DP rule because Campana classifies as a young DP. Miami have the opportunity to bring in young marquee players that are very high value under the age of 22, um, for almost as much money as they want because they're using one of their DP slots on a young DP. There's more, you know, knickknacks to the rule and everything like that, but that's kind of the gist of it, and I think that if you lose that opportunity to do that by buying down Campana, If you can't rid yourself of Pizarro, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, if Miami are going to go ahead and bring in a third DP that, you know, is in the, in the name of, you know, Eden Hazard or um, who else has been even, I wouldn't even say Uniasa would come in as a DP. Luis Suarez might come in as a DP. I'm not sure how that's going to look down the line and what they're actually interested in. However, I just don't think it makes sense. And if anything, Another guy who does come in will be on a Jordy Alba type contract under allocation money because Miami has done contrary to popular belief. Miami has done exceptionally well under the sanctions to navigate allocation money. They've gained in trades alone since 2022, as reported by the athletic and Paul Tudorio over $3.3 million in allocation money. So go ahead and say what you want, but they've done enough to gain enough money to, to make these things happen. What's the most likely scenario for for you, uh, Trav, after Jordi Alba? I mean, where are the signings looking? How does Miami navigate making another deal? Is it another TAM player? Is there a possibility of a third DP in your mind? Where, where do they go from here?
0: I think immediately Miami is now moving their focus to filling those U-22 DP slots. Uh, Miami has been heavily rumored with uh, Argentine U20 national team center back, Thomas Alves from Racing Club in Argentina. Uh, he has a $15 million release clause. Miami will likely get him for much less than that, but he would count as a U22 DP. Uh, and that's where Miami's looking right now. They filled all their three regular DP slots. They have, you know, Gregory, Coco, Jordi Alba. Molta, and more on Tam. So now they need to look to fill those two remaining U22 DP slots since Emerson Rodriguez, who's currently out on loan, occupies the third one. So I do think that the next two signings, because Jorge Moss said that in addition to Lionel Messi to expect three to five other signings, we have two, Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba. Thomas Alves looks likely to be the third. So we have one to two more signings left to be made by Inter-Miami ahead of this July 15th uh, deadline that Jorge Mas put on it and the July 16th unveiling that has been heavily rumored and reported.
1: And
2: that's the next topic I wanted to get into, the schedule of kind of everything that's going to go down uh, with these players. At least this, we'll just call them the big three for right now, gets. Messi and Alba. uh, It's been rumored that they might be able to get into the country around the training facility around the 11th of July, as we're recording this on the 7th. And I think it is, and it has been reported multiple times through multiple different outlets that there will be some sort of presentation on July 16th of at least those three players, which is massive, massive news. And I think it all lines up for their inevitable debut on July 21st against Cruz Azul in the league's cup. And another thing that was noteworthy on July 7th at 10 o'clock in this, this morning, um, tickets went on sale for the second Leagues Cup game for the Atlanta United match in Drifing Stadium as well. The third Leagues Cup game that will be played between Cruz Azul and Atlanta United is actually going to be in Atlanta. They won't hold it at Miami's host site. They will hold it in Atlanta. Um, but Miami get both those home games, and that's exactly where these three players and the possibility of more will go ahead and debut. So those are some key dates to have there. You're going to have July 16th, a possible presentation of all three players. I would say to all season ticket members who are listening or to anybody who's interested in going, just keep an eye on your emails because it's going to come through. They will let you know about what's going on. I'm not exactly sure the logistics of everything behind the presentation. If you have a little more Trav, you can go ahead and let me know, but keep an eye on your emails. There will be some sort of, scheduled showing of all of these players at some point, kind of European style when they do unveilings of of signing. So there's that to look forward to. And then obviously I, we've talked about it, I think in every single episode up to this point, the debut on July 21st, uh, anything, any other dates noteworthy for you, Trev?
0: So what I've been hearing a lot of, and via a internal MLS memo that was leaked earlier today, that on July 11th, so next Tuesday, Messi's, Announcement will become official. It'll be the first time that the club officially outright says we've signed Lionel Messi. It's the first time that the league will outright say we've signed Lionel Messi. And at that time, you will be able to get the great heartbeat kit, uh, available now on MLSstore.com, uh, with a Lionel Messi nameplate on the back of it officially by the league and by the club, and along with a bunch of other messy. Merch that is being released by adidas and by mls and at that time it's also believed that sergio busquets and Jordi alba their announcements will also be made official uh on top of the july 16th presentation it's been heavily rumored that that entire week from the 16th until the 21st inter miami has blocked out that week they have told the city of fort lauderdale that for that week the stadium and the training grounds are theirs what I'm hearing and what's been reported is that you'll have that presentation on the 16th. And then on the 17th, there will be a basically open training that's, you know, an inside look at the club as, you know, they prepare for the league's cup. And, you know, will be one of Messi Busquets and Alba's first trainings with the club. And that
2: is just four days prior. <laughs> to the debut however i don't think anybody's questioning that they'll be ready or not just because of the pure class and quality that they're bringing in but that's really important to note something again if any season ticket member or somebody who's interested as a fan is looking out for when to go to the stadium and what to see and at what time not only take to these rumors into account because there is some backing behind it, but just make sure you check those emails all of the time because it will be there. The information will become available. We're trying to get you prepared for it as best as we possibly can because we know how much, how many people uh, really want to appreciate this moment in Miami sports history of Messi and Messi and Co uh, coming to South Florida and joining Enter Miami. So a lot of key dates there. Uh, make sure you stay. Those ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique, modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit Mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. Uh, another thing that that happened this week, Tata Martino, um, you know, we, we recorded an episode last week about Tata Martino after his press conference. We did a little bit of a, a background show there, and there was the Spanish episode after the signing was official. And now now Tata Martino following his press conference, Chris Henderson said that he had five to six days until the visa process. That was last Thursday. And as of Thursday this week, he was on the training ground in Inter-Miami training gear and coaching the team alongside Javier Morales, Darren Powell, and company. So, with that said, that does not mean that he will be coaching this Inter-Miami side come Saturday night against D.C. Am I right on that, Trev?
0: That is correct. Tata Martino basically said to Javier Morales that he will – Coach this final match against DC United, and then on Monday they will fully reset. Javi will go back to being an assistant, and Tato Martino on Monday will assume full control of this inner Miami side ahead of their July 15th clash against uh St. Louis City, which was a game that
2: you and I were supposed to go to, but it's almost impossible to now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, Man, I, and
0: I... <laughs> imagine if we bought those tickets. Oh,
2: my goodness. I tell you we'd have to stay home and just, we'll go out to a nice dinner or something. <laughs> yeah. I would have that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. It all checks out. It all came out this week and giving Javi one more game on a, you know, Tata didn't come in to train all week. He, he didn't have much time. He didn't get a full week to prepare his team for a match. It's still Javi Morales, team, especially because the game, um, the game on Tuesday that happened midweek. So it kind of just makes it a little bit harder for Tata to take over. I think it's good to give Javi one more, one more week and following that with Tata Martino going into St. Louis match and then going into the league's cup, just all kind of makes sense. So there's a lot to be said for, for this. And I think that one of the key notes that I really love about what's going on with the coaching staff is that both Tata, both Javi Morales and Darren Powell will stay on Tots Martino's coaching staff at in some capacity. I know Javi Morales will probably be a lot closer than Darren Powell, but Darren Powell still will have a job with the club. And this is important for, for me, for one reason and one reason only we have, or inter Miami has some very talented Academy products starting in the lineup on a week to week basis. And I don't think Tata Martino is going to shy away from some of those guys starting week to week next to Messi and go. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you'll see a guy like Benjamin Kermeshi there. I think you'll see a guy like Ian Frey there. I think you'll see a guy like David Ruiz there at times. Maybe even Noah Allen um, if, if they go for three center backs. The possibilities of them starting are there. And to keep the guys that were coaching them from their academy days and their Fort Lauderdale CF days and their into Miami CF two days, aka Darren Powell and Javi Morales, is extremely extremely important. And I think that the focus still has to be other than on the marquee stars on the academy. And that's why I'm absolutely loving the fact that Javi Morales is still going to be involved. I think he's done really really well with the academy up until this interim coaching position. Same with Darren Powell. I thought he did a great job with Fort Lauderdale CF and IMCF two don't really want to talk about IMCF too so much this year because it's just not been the same under Federico Higuain, but that's a podcast for another time. Um, but those guys being around is going to be extremely important for a guy like Kromeshki or Frey or Allen or Ruiz who have pretty much grown through the entire into Miami organization under them. And they're going to stay under them now, just under a world-renowned manager, which just puts a, candle on top of everything. So um, call it a whipped cream and a cherry. If you will, I think it's perfect. I think it's absolutely perfect. Um, so yeah, game on Saturday night against DC having Morales will be the coach going into Saturday, July 15th. Um, Tata Martina will be taking the reins as a coach against St. Louis city FC first west coast match against them it'll be away from home that's something to note miami's not been a good team on the road tata Martinez has got a whole week to prepare so i'm hoping they can go ahead and do something good there and get some sort of results before messi comes because in reality it's not looking pretty at the bottom of the table to say the least um there, there's a lot of work to do for when messi and co go ahead and get here and um last little topic here on today's show I know we're covering a lot of content in a lot of quick amount of time. So if there's any questions, just make sure you tag us on Twitter, tag us, um, either at five racing sports or at Messi and co you can find us there. Uh, we'll probably be possibly moving over to threads. Even we'll, we're going to have a lot of discussions about that. So just keep an eye out. There's a lot of stuff going on, uh, in the social media world, but make sure you reach out to us. If you have any questions, let us know. We'd be happy to clarify in English or in Spanish. We've got great crews covering everything from both perspectives. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Robbie Robinson because there are some real interesting questions uh, about Robbie Robinson. And um, I kind of just want to give a little background before we really go into it. So first, it was reported in June, not by myself, that Robbie Robinson would be leaving the club, possibly alongside Victor Ujoa and I believe Nick Marsman, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but there were multiple reports solely about Robbie Robinson himself leaving the club. Not exactly sure to where, not exactly sure how, but he would be leaving Inter-Miami. He would not be an Inter-Miami player after this summer. Month month goes by, no, Robinson, no Robbie news as of yet. And then I will say that there was really good belief before he ended up starting in the Austin FC match that there would be a termination of his contract and he'd be moving on to a USL side later on, possibly a USL side that is close to his original home. Then he starts against Austin FC and gets injured against Austin FC at the hamstring again. Come to find out Tuesday, I go ahead and tweet out the information that you and I had both heard and received that Robbie Robinson would be moving on. And a club source reached out to me and told me that that was not set in stone. The information tweeted out was not set club source, personal direct contact. And so for me, what this says is either one, actually, this is all it says one Robbie Robinson got hurt and it ruined the possible deal that he would have with the USL side. And he, now he probably won't agree to the termination of his contract. Or are you going to go ahead and, I mean, I I don't, I can't with all the names, I'm not going to start naming names about who reported what, but with all the names that reported on Robbie Robinson leaving the club in June, I can't go ahead and believe that it wasn't true at all from the get go. So to you, does the injury that possibly happened against Austin have any volume? Did it mean that much to ruin a possible deal of his outgoing of the club?
0: Uh, from what I've heard since then, and you know, internally we discussed this too, that oh, Robbie Robinson needed to be played to just show him off, get him game time, especially ahead of a possible move. However, In true Robbie Robinson fashion, like Austin said, he picked up an injury. Javi Morales said afterwards that it was just a cramp, but then later in the same press conference said that he'd be getting an MRI in the upcoming days. For a hamstring injury, you are not getting an MRI unless you are worried that it is serious. Robbie Robinson just came back from a serious hamstring injury. He injured the same leg. I am very much operating under the idea that Robbie's injury is serious. He's going to miss a substantial amount of time. And because of that, he's not going to agree to a mutual contract. He's not going to go be, you know, unemployed. He the reason that he was going to agree to one was because he had another deal in place. And Now he's not going to agree to one because this other team is not going to sign a player that's not going to see the pitch for them. You know, Robbie Robinson is not that world beater player where you're like, ah, you know, we can live without him for three months because, you know, what he's going to bring afterwards is great. He's not that type of player. You know, he was a player that was likely going to go to this USL side, get, you know, a decent salary by USL standards, but still have a job and be much closer to family. I am fully operating under the belief, and the club hasn't said anything on this yet, that Robbie Robinson is seriously injured, that it is his hamstring. He will be out tomorrow against DC United. Javi Morales has already confirmed this. He was not in training at all this week. So that's how I'm operating, is that he seriously injured himself against Austin, and now it has caused a potential move to be off
2: which is wild because I believe Robbie Robinson's guaranteed com- compensation puts him over, depending on who, how many players come in. I think he's over like 200,000. I think it's 220 last time I checked in guaranteed compensation. He's in that. He's not in the supplemental roster. He's in the real senior roster and a what top you, 20 player.
0: What you have to remember, though, is Robbie Robinson does not count against the cap.
2: So does Generation Adidas still count on his? As how a long does that? How long does that count?
0: It counts through his entire first contract, which ends at the end of this year.
2: Okay, so that's okay. That's positive. So then. he does figured... count
0: against the cap. The whole reason that he was going to be shipped out was so that he could play. the, yeah. the kids played what a handful of games in the past two years. He's not going to play with. You know, Lionel Messi, Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba, and no more way. coming, and it, it was also to send him closer to home, you know, closer to his actual family and where he grew up and where he's from.
2: I think that so that that's good to know that on the generation Adidas side, he's not necessarily accounting against the cap. That's a that's a positive, hundred percent for Inter Miami, um, and honestly, it would be. A hundred. The whole situation would be a hundred times worse if that wasn't the case. If the generation Adidas Adidas contract was not in place and Miami were having him count against the cap, because that's where my mind was headed. I was like, "Holy crap!" I looked at these numbers today. That's a lot of money for a guy who's not playing. But
0: well, imagine if instead of Robbie Robinson, this was Rodolfo Pizarro. That
2: and that's kind of yeah. That's why Rob. That's why Rodolfo Pizarro has to go. I mean, it's exactly why Rodolfo Pizarro has to go. And I know a lot of people have actually gone ahead and gave a lot of their sentiments to Rodolfo Pizarro, but he's got to go. I mean, at the end of the day, Miami's moving in a direction that Rodolfo Pizarro on the roster, it just doesn't fit. The puzzle piece of Rodolfo Rodolfo Pizarro does not fit anymore. Uh, Anyway, needless to say, a lot of talk about Rodolfo Pizarro this week. Let's get back to Robbie. Um, it's a, it's a crazy situation. Um, I don't think it's a situation that a lot of people are necessarily looking into because of everything else that's overshadowing the entire situation. But there has been talk about Robbie for years, after being the first, the number one overall pick, after getting injured so much, after competing for a striking for a striker spot in 2020 uh, with Juan Agudello, after the on and off in 2021 and 2022 because of the injuries and the, you know, the locker room issues with Phil Neville and all these different kinds of things. If Robbie's just always had some kind of story with Inter Miami. It would do him so well to have a fresh start somewhere else. And to think that an injury, again, possibly derailed a move for him to go to a place near his hometown uh, in a different league with a different club, with a different set of players and just a fresh new beginning. To think that an injury derailed that is just so disappointing, um, but it's something that you know players end up dealing with at some point or another, and you know we wish them the best after this season. Uh, but there's just a lot of uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors behind it. It's something that I personally am going to keep eyes on um, for sure because I think it's an important situation right now uh, due to the depth of this team and and possibly you know to the good of Robbie Robinson's career. Um, but with that said, anything to add there, Trev, on Robbie?
0: Up uh, nothing on Robbie, but Michelle Kaufman, who she's the goat. I mean, no <laughs> there. just put out a new article. Tato Martino, although he will not be on the sideline, will be at the match tomorrow night against DC in DC. He will be in the stands, uh, and he did travel with the club, which is
2: really good news. I mean, I, I think that. This is great timing, by the way, <laughs> when we chose to record this and that article coming out. Um, it's really good news because, I mean, over the weekend with the Austin game, and with the Columbus game, Tata Martino was up in the press box. But he also had stated without his visa, pretty much he can't talk to players. He's he noted his introductory press conference. He's not allowed to talk to players um, and he hadn't talked to him up to that point. And he might have gotten his visa, you know, in short time following its introductory press conference. So, like, up until the Austin game or the Columbus game, he could have maybe had conversations. But to be there, to be in action, now to travel with the team, be able to hold conversations and get a, you know, kind of get a grip on what this roster is and what he's going to have to build, huge. Absolutely huge. I would hope, you know, I guess he's not going to be on the sideline, but I think it'd be great to see him on the sideline. But, again, Javi Morales, this is his team right now until – the St. Louis match. So again, I think it's to Marcus, you Martinezino know, just giving Javi his respect and saying, "This is your team. You led him to this point. This is your team. Go ahead. I will take over when I get a full week." And that's what we're gonna happen. And we're gonna have happened in the St. Louis match.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: All right, I think we covered enough there, Trav. Um, again, thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has been another edition of the English version of Messi & Co. Go ahead and check out all of our podcasts on every single platform that you can possibly think of. Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, all of that kind of stuff. Go ahead and check us out. Whether you listen in English or in Spanish, Messi & Co., brought to you by Five Reasons Sports, is going to cover everything in both languages, so we have all the bases covered. Everything Messi everything Messi and co everything into miami we'll have it all covered and make sure you stay tuned especially leading up to the debut of Lionel messi on july 21st at Fink stadium we'll have a bunch of content coming your way so go ahead and stay tuned follow us on twitter follow five reasons sports on twitter for your south florida sports content and for myself and for imcf traveler we will see you guys here next time <laughs>